You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hola, 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 squirrels! It's me, Vicky Licks! Except, uh, wait, there's another Vicky Licks here. Is it, what's it? Konnichiwa, everybody! It's me, Vicky Licks! <laughs> oh, wait, you're Vicky Licks? No, I'm Vicky Licks! <laughs> wait a minute, there is no Vicky Licks! Vicky Licks doesn't exist anymore? Wait a sec, who's this guy over here? <laughs> oh, that looks like our new friend. Travis Connor. Oh, Travis Connor. Woo! Oh my God, it's Travis Connor. Travis Connor. Wait a minute. The Travis Connor is here on our podcast right now. Wait, the Travis Connor, famous for getting up, getting down, and getting dog down, dirty down. I think that's the one. Ooh. Oh my goodness. How did we even get Travis on our podcast? Uh, well, I know Travis from way back, uh, mm. and I think you do as well. We were all family at one oh, point. Oh, way, 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 way back, way back. Except, yeah, way back. you know, like, uh, I guess this is kind of a a coming out moment. Like, um, the one and only Travis Connor uh, is here, and maybe maybe we should let Travis tell their own story, right? No, you tell it. No, yeah, no. let's let Travis tell it. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> they went to college in Athabasca, and no. <laughs> Uh, no, um, why don't we just bring him out? The one and only Travis Connor. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> That's all we get. That's all Hello. we got. <laughs> I'm not the same person I was. I don't do the things anymore. Hello, everybody. I don't, you know, it's, I'm, in, I'm in a new lifestyle now. It's okay. Wait We've adopted Wait it. Hola, everybody. That sounded a lot like a certain someone we used to know, but you, I mean, You've metamorphosized. You're a true butterfly. Wait, Maddie Morphosis is on the pod? Oh, is she? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sitting on top of her. She's my bottom today. I knew it. So, Travis, you sound very familiar. Can you tell the audiences who you are? I think you have already. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel like it's pretty clear. It's the one and only, uh, formerly Vicky Licks, our drag mom, but now, I mean, going under a new moniker when we are so proud of her for, you know, living her life, you know. Now, hold on a second. When we say former Vicky Licks, does that mean Vicky Licks is officially dead? She's we have dead. Declared, we have declared her death on the pod we before. We have declared her death. Mm-hmm. Um, but is this official? No, you guys just like saying dead regardless. Even when she was alive, you like dead. <laughs> no, no, no. That was just that was just you were dead to me. That was just dead to me moment. But that happens. It's family. Um, well, was... when, when one queen dies, another one has to follow. So we have two dead queens in the world right now. <laughs> it's true. It's been a busy uh, death death rate for queens as of late. Yeah, there's, um, there's something going on. There's something in the water. But yeah. And I've, I've been pooping like crazy, so who knows how long I'm going to last on this podcast either. You never and know. we're on brand. Here we are. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I guess my name is now Travis Connor. I am formerly known as the artist as Vicky Licks. Um, but I'm taking a different uh, approach to life. <laughs> and what is this approach you're taking? What is happening? Who is Travis for our audiences that haven't figured it out yet? Yeah. So um, this is kind of a big moment for me because I haven't really had a coming out moment 
quite yet. Yeah. This I mean, is a very special episode of Squirrel Talk, by the way. It's the finale of Canada's Drag Race. We have the person who created Squirrel Talk podcast, the award-winning Squirrel Talk podcast. And uh, yeah, so go right ahead and uh, let us know what's going on with you. Right. Beyond me, there's like finales all over the place. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just here to kibosh those. And my coming out story, my new novel's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, your memoir. <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm taking a different approach to life where I am doing adult work now. I am kind of a male-identifying creature. I feel like I've kind of transitioned in a way. Um, it's it's really it's a lot to kind of get into. <laughs> but I'm excited to be on the podcast to talk about it a little bit, I guess, and then get into Drag Race and all those things and talk to my girls. Yeah, you've completely switched your identity, your performance identity, which actually is very tied to your like who you are as a person identity, because when you do drag, you really like discover a lot of things about yourself and things like change how you see yourself and like your feminine versus masculine persona. And you have, uh, seemed to have like, uh, not like abandoned, but like put aside your, your feminine, uh, uh, caricature, uh, and, uh, are fully embracing this buff mask, um, uh, hard body. Do, do you want to know what the blogs are calling me? Oh my god, yeah. please tell me. Oh, please. The epitome of masculinity. The epitome. <laughs> well, to be fair, that is what they called you as Vicky Licks as well. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that now, goes all the way. Now, now, now there's context. That goes all the way back to like when you did that pageant and uh, Brooklyn called you a very Scandinavian lady. <laughs> what? <laughs> During the swimsuit, she was like, oh, she must be Scandinavian. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> she was very, that was very funny. It was a good it was very funny read. Um, but anyways, let's just let's, let's roll back how this all happened really quickly for everybody. Yes, yeah. please. If that's okay yeah. with both of you. No, we want to hear your story. We want, we want to hear your story. Go the ahead. The thing is, like, you both have been through this process with me because I've discussed it <laughs> as yes. it was happening, play by play. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, for anybody who's listening and... Uh, was listening to the podcast last year with me and stuff. I guess I can just break it down. During COVID, I kind of started getting into more adult work because I lost my job, mm-hmm. um, as most of us did. And yes. I also took over a two-bedroom apartment in Toronto. I had to make money. Um, so I ended up just doing some adult work online. And that was kind of how things started as Travis. And then things kind of just kind of rolled into other adult things where I had agents reaching out to me about doing mm-hmm. adult film and those things like that and uh, then uh, did you just belt (laughs) (laughs) I still have have a little boy left in my throat (laughs) anyway Um, carry on carry on but that's kind of how it started was just kind of through COVID and I I don't want to ever say like I was forced into it because of money reasons or whatever it's something that I always wanted to do and was always thought of yeah, um, it's, it's a decision you made, and we respect sex work in this house. We always have. We love sex yeah. workers. Yeah. Yes, um, and there's so many different levels to adult work. There's way, there's a million different ways to do it, um, but that's kind of the route I was taking. Was doing online camming stuff, which led mm-hmm. to adult film work. I've done some adult films now. I'm actually quite proud of it. I'm actually quite pretty pr- proud of like where I'm at with it. Um, and I'm doing well. I'm actually doing well. So maybe that's why I feel like I can come out now. <laughs> yeah, you are doing very well. You're, you're first of all making way more may way more money than any of us are. And <laughs> you uh, your career is moving faster than any of our careers are moving. 
as Travis. Well, I'm really proud. You're booked on Church Street. You are finally booked on Church Street <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> I have a gig there tomorrow. It's crazy. I've never been more accepted. You know what the crazy thing is? Like people are more accepting of me now yeah. <laughs> than ever when I was a drag, which I don't know what that really means. Right. But I'm kind of just like, you know what? People wanted this from me from the beginning, I guess. Mm-hmm. True. Get them what they want. Um, and it's also very empowering for me as somebody who did drag um mm-hmm. and i can say and i think we've all felt this like drag was kind of a blanket for a lot of insecurities for me in terms of how i looked yeah. as a boy um so you know i kind of reached a point in my life where i was comfortable enough with who i was as a male entity mm-hmm. and i just kind of wanted to embrace that and, I, and it, when i say transition i don't want to take that away from anybody who's actually going through transition transition processes gender reassignment stuff but i certainly do feel like i've had that same transition in my brain of oh yeah going from the feminine drag aspect of my life into this more masculine part of my life even though it's yeah, still there yeah. it's still there yeah. i still love both i will probably get back into drag at some point but i am also mm-hmm. just kind of really happy to not be covered in blue all the time no well, yeah, marry hold that. On. let me rephrase that, marry that. Okay. well you're still covered in glue what are you talking about <laughs> uh, it's a different kind of adhesive but it is it is kind of like what i tried to touch on earlier is like there is a mental gymnastics we play with ourselves when we are playing in drag not necessarily playing because we are expressing something that is inside of us and now you're 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 switching your brain from one uh end of the spectrum to a completely different end of the spectrum mm-hmm. right and it's it's weird too because in terms of my drag stuff I, I think people can see me as travis connor and that's fine in terms of travis connor's announcing that he's done vicky i'm not there yet and i feel like that would be yeah. okay detri- good. Det- detrimental to my career in that way which says right. a lot about the industry i feel um yeah. but that's just something um i have to be aware of and so it's right. like there's, there's a lot of juggling and balancing in my brain of like who am i what do i represent yeah. um, how do i want to portray myself in terms of getting work and you know so i feel like once i find that platform and my footing in certain things i'll be able to just kind of open myself up completely and embrace all those aspects of myself but in terms of just making money <laughs> No, I think you're very right. I mean, I have a lot. I've, I've thought a lot about it. I mean, people definitely pigeonhole people into certain things. And so, like, it's 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 hard to escape one identity that you've had for so long. Like the Vicky character that you um, kind of created and worked on for so long. And I mean, um, I I totally understand why you need to, like, push so hard at Travis as your brand now, right? Yeah, it's def- it's just a switching of like what my priorities are, and I, I'm somebody that likes to juggle things and like to, mm-hmm. but I it just was like I need to focus on just one thing. Yeah, Vicky yeah. also too. Vicky just did everything. Like there wasn't anything that I was particularly good at. I think I mean, we can I agree a lot of every different things. I think we can agree all all of us as as you know, uh, drag performer people have experience with that like the the lady takes over like she gets all the attention yes. she like i have way more clothes for hillary than i do for matt i'm telling you that straight up like <laughs> yeah yeah i know that like even like i had a long career before ever doing selena but once selena was created she really did take over like i'm mm. i lo- for a long time i lost my identity as nikki and i was just like how like who is that person anymore mm-hmm 
it's it's a real mind trap and i think a lot of people i've actually talked to a lot of drag queens and a lot of porn actors too actually yeah. who, do drag, mm-hmm. who do drag yeah um, no it's true like you are all characters you pick names there, there's porn mm-hmm. families like you had them on the banks family mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's it's a different mindset in terms of just switching when you're when you're playing character characters and in terms of like porn actors too a lot of us are playing characters yeah. of course and um, so it's it's just kind of like heightened femininity, heightened masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the game we're kind of playing nowadays. But um, here we are, and um, here we are, and I'm I'm so proud of you both taking on this podcast and killing it. Yeah, bastardizing my baby. We are killing your podcast. That is correct. <laughs> we're doing what we can. We're doing what we can to put it down gently. Um, no, I'm so proud of your just exploration with gender. I think gender is something. Uh, and you know, speaking of like trans ideas and stuff, like it can be very fluid. You can explore your feminine sides or your masculine sides, and it's not, it's not solid. Like it can change over time. So like, yes. And, with you, I think you've always had a bit of a flair for the adult, even as a as a as Vicky. I have, you know, I, uh, I yeah. truly have. Yeah. Um, and in terms of a lot of my comedy, it was all based out of sex and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I, I that was part of just opening myself up to this again. Was I? I don't want to say anything bad about my previous relationship I had, but it was a it was a toxic relationship that right. took me out of a lot of sexuality and mm. um, empowering mm. myself. So mm-hmm. in doing this, I feel much more empowered, and I feel much more in, in tune with those creative aspects of myself as Vicky and my, my comedy and sexuality and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also just representing that now on a platform. Um, right. Because, um, and I'm sorry to cut you off at this. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, Go ahead. This is, this is all for you. Yeah. But I, I feel like there is really something missing in terms of drag and sexuality now, because we've moved into, and I've talked, mm. I talked about this on the podcast, I'm sure. Oh, like but, the Nina West era mm. where it's like dragon kids. Drag storytelling. <laughs> and listen, yeah. I am all about that. That's not my gig. I don't want to tell stories to children. I shouldn't be. Right. But what I should be doing is teaching young adults about sex. Right. And that's kind of where I would like to be taking things of Sex is what runs this world. The problems we have are based out of sex and sexuality and repression. And mm. if, if we can finally embrace that and see the opposite side of sex as to what we've all been led to believe with it, yes. I think we can truly make some strides in the right direction. And who better to do that than the LGBTQ fucking community and drag queens? Yes. Totally. So do you see Vicky Licks coming, making a comeback to become a sex educator? You know, I, that's kind of where I would like to. The long term goal of everything, I porn is not forever. <laughs> I know this, right? So my long term goal is to put everything together at some point. Um, when that is, I'm not sure. I just kind of I'm enjoying the ride I'm on right now. It's yeah. very comfortable. I'm I'm going to Vegas next week. I'm, I'm enjoying life. Yeah. But um, eventually, I would like to put things together and you know have that platform and that voice that I always wanted to have on these things, which I just I felt like I just was losing my voice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I want to say I'm proud of you for coming on the podcast today and like announcing yourself as Travis to the world, especially to the fans who have known you as Vicky Licks. Uh, now seeing you in a completely different light, it takes a lot of gusto to be able to do that to completely switch around uh, what people know you as and rediscover yourself. And I'm so happy that we were able to get you on here to, you know, to let people know uh, where you're at right now too, because I think lots of our listeners have like been wondering and they do care about you a lot. So thank you for being here, you know? 
Oh well, thank you. Yeah, I think they love. I think they love you, Vicky, and they miss you. So there you go. You know, it's Sorry. it's funny. It's funny to get it back into the Vicky voice and character. Of it, yeah, it's, like, it's so separated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was a character voice. <laughs> hello, hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen my new film work? I'm, I'm a terrible porn actor. <laughs> Are no, you, I, I cannot I, bring myself I to watch it. it. I made the I decision. No. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Please, Don't watch it. No. Listener, listeners, please go out there and watch it for me and tell me how how bad it is because I can't do it. I've had people try <laughs> to send me your clips and I'm like, I'm not opening this. I will not watch my mother. Perform. You haven't seen my trailer for truckloads yet. <laughs> Wait, who's your co-star in that one? Who's your co-star in that one? What about Fuck Me Fast and Furious? You must have seen that. <laughs> who's your co-star in that one? <laughs> Only the biggest names in the biz. Yeah. Well, you you have you have had um, scenes with people that I would like like that I'm very interested in, but I can't watch them have sex with you. <laughs> you know, the majority of people I work with are, are straight and married with kids. Mm. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I crazy. think all straight married men with kids should have sex with us. I think it's. I think it's so funny that like my life, like you know, the more you meet drag queens and stuff, and you know, I I know more and more porn porn stars. Like I'm friends with Eddie Danger now, and yes. like before you introduced me to some of the Bankses. Like my goodness, like it's such a fun, amazing world to mm-hmm. uh, to learn about. And just so everybody's very clear, it, porn is not a documentary. <laughs> right. Not, it, right. is, it is all fake. There's nothing real. And that no. was my biggest kind of going into it. I And, you know, working in TV and film, and I understand how that all works. But getting into it, I was just like, oh, I was under the illusion that it was like, <laughs> right. right. It has to be kind of real. There's nothing real about it. It's all fake from start to end. It's it's all acting. They really are actors. They really honestly aren't getting paid enough for what they do, to be mm-hmm. honest. Right. None uh, of us are, really. None of us yeah. ever are. Yeah. But uh, it's a fascinating industry. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it more the, as the pod goes on. But um, I want to I want to say, as I burp, uh, I want to yes. say <laughs> she still got it. We got a burp from Vicky. Oh, <laughs> bottle that, bottle that, and sell it. Okay. I haven't talked to talked to anybody in weeks. That's why my my <laughs> <laughs> my system is overwhelmed with air. <laughs> but I want to say, Hillary, I'm so proud of you on Campana Kiki. Oh, you are just you. killing it. I'm so <laughs> excited and proud to have a Canadian on the show. You make it very clear to everybody that there's a Canadian on the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially and, when the especially when the paramedics show up and they say she's Canadian. I know it's true. <laughs> so let's talk about yesterday's. So yesterday was episode three of Camp One Kiki. Again, if you're not watching it, get yourself an OutTV subscription oh and watch God. that damn show. It is so funny. Yeah, uh, it's only on for Come on, you can you can afford. Talk about, t- talk about G-rated drag when it came up. It said seven plus. It's at seven plus. You had to be seven years old to watch the show. I was like, oh, and I just finished watching something else that was not seven plus. Like, oh. Yeah. L- Lily's a little bit rated R, honestly. The rest of us may be seven plus, but Lily Lily really brings it back to Earth. Did Lily remind you of me a little bit? Because watching her, I'm like, I, I see myself in Lily a little bit. Uh, you're not quite as dirty as Lily is sometimes. No. Like, Lily can be vulgar, but, like, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen her be vulgar. I've just seen her be, like, proudly slutty. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, see, yeah. I see a little porn star in here for sure. She's, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. No, she's super sex positive. She's one of those people that is so sex positive, you're like, oh, shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's sex positive, and then it's just like, oh, come on. Like, calm down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I love her. She's so smart. 
too. She's so smart. The, the handkerchief outfit she wore yeah. at this episode. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, love it. I wanted to see her in the top. Um, now, so you had a big moment this week on Camp Wanna Kiki Hillary. Let's talk mm, about that. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Vicky being so proud of me on the, the show, my goodness, like, this is one of my... <laughs> My pronouns are Travis Cotter now, by the way. Oh, my, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I will do I'm better. Kidding. Yes. Travis, 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 as, Travis, as Travis, Travis. Everyone, please call him Travis. Um, uh, my God. Like, it was a big downfall moment because it was it was really hard for me to watch. Um, uh, I guess over the last year, like, my castmates have known that has happened. And they've kind of asked me, like, how did you get through that? How did you push Okay, on? tell the audience what happened. For those of you who haven't watched it, tell okay, us what happened. Okay, well, I, I slipped. I just slipped. I tripped. I hurt my knee. Or were you I, pushed? <laughs> maybe I was pushed. Who knows? Was coleslaw back? Like, was <laughs> coleslaw, like, <laughs> dropping pearls yeah, on the fucking yeah, runway listen, there? Coleslaw I, did it. Coleslaw I did it. I am obsessed with coleslaw, by the way. She's very, very funny. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, I hurt myself, and some paramedics had to come because I essentially I popped out my kneecap, and it turned uh, into an episode of Rescue Nine One One. It was weird. It was like boop boop, and then it was like, "What's this CSI?" Uh, and it was actually really hard for me to watch because I think I compartmentalized the whole thing, and uh-huh. honestly, like as soon as I watched it, like that whole box of emotions just opened, and like, like right. I, I got funny. really I got really high yesterday on edibles because I had to. Like I was just like, I can't handle this. Oh. <laughs> it was very funny how you handled it though. It's like, oh my knee just popped out. It's happened <laughs> once before. <laughs> As you're That's just like, laying their wingless queen down. It's very that do you know what my 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 campmates they say when it happened, I just they just kinda I went out the door and I just heard a big bang and it was like boom boom boom. And they just heard me go. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I really appreciated watching you talk to the paramedics because you're like me in that you don't necessarily identify what the issue is. You're like, yeah, so it just like went out over and then like uh, came back in and uh, (laughs) like you're not like necessarily saying exactly like what the pain is, Uh like talk around it. And I'm like, I'm very much like that. I'm really bad at identifying the pain. I mean, like, I wasn't oh, sure. I didn't want to even look, you know? I was yeah. like, is so my wait, did your knee pop out of the socket? It was, like, hanging there, like... like so, no. no, it wasn't that, but what happened... The knee has a kneecap on top that has tendons attached. Yeah. And so the kneecap slid over. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a dislocated kneecap. So that, essentially, all the tendons kind of tear up. So stuff. they just popped you back in? Yeah, so essentially, if you... Uh, it kind of happens when your knee goes bent, but if you like straighten your knee, if nothing's torn, the kneecap should just kind of slide back into place. And that's what happened. Luckily. I mean, the weird thing is also, it was a weird situation. I was wearing like 75 pairs of tights. Right. You know? So like I had Uber amounts of support. So I don't know. It was a weird situation. Um, Gosh, you should see my bruise. I'm going to post it later today. (laughs) So you basically are now, you've joined the club with, um, Victoria Scone. I know. Uh, cornbread. <laughs> Eureka. You're one of the girls who busted a knee. I am a knee girl. Yay. Big girl. <laughs> big girl's going down. Yeah. The big girl's knee club. Oh, well, I'm proud to be part of the, the association. Well, you know what? I'm actually so proud of that is that you kind of were able to carry on and just kind of push through it. Cause I think a lot of people would have just been like, <clears throat> no, <laughs> 
yeah. yeah, I'm out. This isn't worth my time now. But you were yeah. like, no, I am here. I spent a lot of time to get here. I did. Um, you pushed through it, and you were your yeah. questions and all. And I think that's. I think. I think the sugar makers and Ruthie and all of them involved were like really kind of in all of that. I hope so because my look that episode was like kind of average, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really had a, it was, it was tough. It was tough to get through, but yeah. There you go. Now she's she did it. And she I have to it. say I'm controversial opinion. I believe the wrong puppet show won. Oh yeah. Your puppet was show was far shows. superior. It was cleaner. There were clearer jokes. Everybody had their, like, everybody was respectful of each other's time on that stage. And like you performed mm-hmm. it as if you had been rehearsing it for weeks and I don't know how the other group won because they were very messy for me. Yeah, so we had to make some puppet shows. That was a wild process, too, because, you know, this was still... Um, th- we didn't really know what was going on, so it would all be revealed just throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And also, I had to choose teams. That's a hard thing to do yeah. in the moment. Only if you're a Gemini or a Libra. Yeah, only if I'm a Gemini. <laughs> oh, no, I would have very clear ideas of who I wanted on my team. If we're a Capricorn, it's cutthroat. of like, you suck, you suck, you suck. I want you. <laughs> Well, for me, for me, I think, yeah, you're probably right as a Gemini, because I feel so exposed because I don't want to share my real opinions with people. Do you know? Like, it's like I don't actually want to order the room. Like, I have opinions, but I don't want to let people know. I, ha- I have a controversial question for you. Why did you not choose Flapjack? I thought you two were buddies. Okay. So, Flapjack. <laughs> I hope she's listening. We, when we were kind of really, we were bonding kind of but the thing is flapjack over the past couple episodes really started getting to their head ah okay um and it was kind of radiating this energy of just like like i don't know if i should be here and doubting herself and i when you're in a competition with people it's hard to be around that energy you know like right. everybody is doubting themselves so it's just like when she's you know, demanding so much of my positivity. It's like, I needed all that for myself, you know? So what an energy vampire. It, yeah, it was, a, but you know, she's young and, um, I, I bear no ill will, but I just, no, screw I, her. Fuck her. At the end of the, <laughs> <laughs> screw her, fuck her. at the end of the day, I actually told my cat, the people that I chose, I chose Lily first cause she's good at writing and the other two, because they're chill. Coco and Pola are very, very chill mm. uh, people. Um, I think we can all agree coleslaw <laughs> is not. Deja is talk, 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 talk. So, I mean, I couldn't. I wanted just chill people. That's kind of what I went for. Yeah. I was concerned you were going to get coleslaw on your team, and I was glad you did. Well, I love appara- coleslaw. Apparently it's, apparently it's obvious to some people, because people have been telling me this. They're, they're like, oh, are, are, do you and coleslaw have a rivalry or something? And I'm like, oh, is it that obvious? Because it, it kind of is true. Like, we we didn't really get get off on the right well i would say you're both you two are the funniest for sure yeah yeah oh thank you well yeah i'm I'm, 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 I'm almost in close law though (laughs) i I know i love coleslaw coleslaw is such a such a funny character i mean i uh i love doing her voice like that Oh, hi, I'm Coleslaw. Hmm, yes, welcome to Coleslaw's <laughs> Corner. Oh, you're, what? How, you're Hillary? Oh, that's fine. Nice. You know, um, she's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, um, I'm team, I love Clinica, aside from you. You know I'm fucking team you, but like, oh, yes. Clinica is my other person who like, she's just slaying. Like, she can't do anything wrong. 
or they can't do it anymore. And then uh, she came. Lily, she came with a full clown car of like Whoville nonsense. Yeah. Like, girl, that I mean, the stuff she brought. I mean, and that's that's the thing. Like, I only had two and two and a half suitcases. I right, had and you had so... to travel it from over the border. Ugh, I'm just happy I made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you did come with some fantastic, like that couch look. Like, I don't know how you got that across the border. Right, right. So uh, I wish I had a Whoville um, transport truck like she did, but um, no, Clinica's slaying it. I love Clinica mm-hmm. so much. Three times in the top. Wow. In a row. Yeah. Like, if that's not a front runner, I don't know what is. Yeah. Does she slip? Let us know. Uh, I can't say. There's an NDA, <laughs> but, you know, um, campers are prone to slipping, as I have demonstrated. More uh, days <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of slippings, the ratings have been slipping for Canada's Drag Race season three, <laughs> and there is a finale we have to talk about. Is this true? No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they've been slipping around here, but this. Hold on, can I just say? Because I, I miss, I miss talking about the whole season. Can I just give my quick? Oh, yeah, please give it. Want, the please. world wants to know what you think yeah. of the whole. What overview. do you think? Yeah. What do you think? It's awful. I'm kidding. It's actually, <laughs> I actually really like this season. I thought this was a great season in terms of casting. I thought, yes. um, I actually really liked all the contestants this season, and I haven't. They did a able, brilliant casting job. Yeah, I, I haven't agree. been able to say that for the past two necessarily. Yeah, but yeah. this season, I actually really liked every single one of them. Um, I think there's just, I think there's just a Canadian. Uh, just a Canadian sensibility that we're stuck with, and I think I think we, we we were able to get out of that kind of a season one a little bit, but I think we've slid back into it with season two and three. Yeah, but um, I'm actually really proud of everybody, and um, I yeah, I, I guess let's just get into the, the episode. Sure. Yes. Oh, one final question before we do that: where where is your? Do you still plan to do comedy, Vicky? Yeah, I do open mics on, you know, I have dicks as microphones now. <laughs> oh, you do microphones as dicks? Well, that, enough Is said. Is this thing on? <laughs> you know what? There's yeah. actually um, a, a performer named Drew Valentino. He actually does stand up as well. Um, we're, actually talking, we're actually talking about doing a scene together. <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> where we do like an after, after stand up set. <laughs> ah. Oh my God, like an after porn stand up? That's so yeah. fun. <laughs> He's oh very funny. God. Check him out. Drew Valentino is very funny. Drew Valentino. Well, but I, I, yeah. will, I listen again. It's coming down to like I want to put everything together again at some point. Yeah. Comedy obviously isn't the big focus with what I'm doing at the bit. But, of course, um, of course. It's it's still a part of who I am. I'm not as yeah. funny as I was, but uh, you know you can always recapture that with a little bit of uh, hand up your butt and some pepper tree. Well, that sounds like the name of your yeah. next album. Hand up your butt with some puppetry. Love it. Everybody loves puppets. <laughs> well, I guess, should we take a little break and then get into the episode? Fuck yeah, we should. All right, let's, let's do it. We'll see you in a minute, squirrels. We're back, squirrels, from our break. I hope you had a nice PP. We have the one and only Travis Connor with us. Oh, Travis. Sup. 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 And we're talking Canada's Drag Race, the finale of season three. Oh, my God. 
what do you think? What do you think? What were your initial reactions to this episode? You go. I I don't I really understand the question. Uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> like initial thoughts. I thought it didn't start well. I thought it was kind of boring. I thought it kind of got it kind of had a jittery start. Like it really started once the top four were in the room. Um, I know they had to say goodbye to Vivian, but like once they entered the room, I thought the episode had finally started. Like, it, do you think Vivian deserved to be in the top four? Yes, obviously. I, I do. I actually thought Kimmy was going to go home, um, yeah. and I think that would have made sense to me. Even though I do, I really do like Kimmy, and I think she's a great yeah. character. Um, yeah. But I, I did appreciate what Vivian was bringing. So yeah, I don't think it's it's possible for Kimmy to win a lip sync. She'll lose a lip sync like that. Um, mm. She she killed that lip sync. Uh, they actually both did a very good job. Vivian said it later in the episode. We had the best lip sync of the season, and I think they did. Yeah. What lipstick was that? I don't remember what the song was, but I remember was, they both did a great song. It was so song. good, though. It was so good, we don't remember. But it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. As a top four, I think this is a pretty good top four. You know, and going into the season, I would never have guessed necessarily um, that, like, Miss Fierce Delicious would have made to a top four. Mm-hmm. She's right. really surprised me. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually really, like... The, th- the thing with Miss Fierce Delicious, and again, we're all from Toronto, so we know her. Um, mm-hmm. She's... And she kind of lives her life like she's on Drag Race, even when before Drag Race. Yeah. And this, she creates drama, she stirs the pot, even just yeah. in the clubs. Like, that's just how she operates. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but, like, people know that about her, and she, they know it's not malicious. That's just, like, her... It's fierce delicious. It's what she does. and But she operates like she's always been on the show. So when she's on the show... Uh, for me, she's the most entertaining to watch. Hands, uh, what's the expression? Hands yeah, above, yeah, le- yeah, legs yeah. above my head. What is it? Yeah, yeah. No, that was it. That was it. <laughs> I've just been so fascinated because I was like, "This is a perfect casting choice." She just gets how the how the whole formula works. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, yes. like going into this, I would never have expected that. But then I was like, you know what? Yeah, of course she would. She gets it. She right. really gets it, and she really showed that on the show. She did. I'm I agree. Right. And uh, I mean, Jada Shada Hudson. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe she necessarily earned her way all the way to the top. I think they're being a little bit easy on her sometimes. But Jada is. I would a star. agree with that. I would agree with that. I she do think that energy. Jada is a legend, though. And I think. Um, yeah, and there's an energy to her that you can't deny. Yeah. I actually do want to talk about this because, yeah, it's very clear that production did push her through. Jada is fucking fantastic and deserving of top four. I wish production wasn't so heavy handed with how they favor certain people because it makes the audience not like them. And Jada has gotten a lot of hate online for being favored by production. And if production would just fucking let the Queen's work speak for themselves and not like force a queen on us, everybody would be much happier. Just 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 let the fucking show progress as it should. Yeah, and you know what I want to say about Jada is that she in live Jada live is one of the greatest performances you will ever see. Yeah, there's not a person who has seen her live who has walked out disappointed. And no. I, the production has all seen her live; they know this. Yes. What I've noticed with the show is that some people don't translate as well, and Tainomi is one of these people too. I feel correct. They don't, yeah. tra- they don't translate as well to the medium of film and yeah. TV. Yeah, and I feel like in watching this because I've I've been a big huge pusher for Jada. I've been telling her this whole time is like you need to get on this. This is the time for you. What do you need? Yeah. I'll help you. And she's on it, and I'm watching her, and I'm just like, it's not connecting completely. 
But we get it. We get the essence of her. And I just want both to know, like, Jane Alive is just the queen of everything. She's just yes. the best performer you will ever see live. Um, yeah. But I think she there really is a that... favorite. She should be everybody's favorite. And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing, too, with, like, Miss Fierce Delicious, where it's live, she's not that great. Correct. <laughs> But on television, she's perfect. So yes. there are two different dynamics to drag performers, and you don't really know that till you're there. Until you're there. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, that's true. I do think Jada is great TV, and I think I actually blame the editing. I think they didn't know how to edit her properly. Yeah, I mean, I think blaming editing is a, kind of an easy thing to do for a lot of things. I think I, I think that's it's easy part- for this show because the editing's terrible. Like, <laughs> period. It's really bad editing. It's like horrible, horrible editing. It's okay. gotten better. I will say this season has gotten much better on a lot of different things. Maybe not the stage lighting for the queens because they look awful. No, not the lighting and not the editing. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so this is the top four. We've got Jada. We've got Kimmy. We've got... Uh, who else is the other? And people? Giselle Lullaby, for fuck's sakes. Who, by the Giselle. way, I didn't, I didn't really know Giselle before this. Uh, I, I, don't I had never heard of her. I had never heard but of her. But I have to tell you, I loved her from the minute she walked in. Yeah. There's an energy. There's a sparkle in her eyes. I yeah. think she's such a hot boy. Yeah. She exudes winter energy. Yeah, I would fuck her. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Travis. Would she fuck me, though? I don't know, but I would fuck she her. She can't afford it. <laughs> well she can now but yeah well now now she can yeah, yeah. um so Giselle Lullaby and Mrs. Fierce Mrs. And, and Kimmy and I think Kimmy. A, a decent top four would have liked to see Vivian there but oh wow it is what it is yeah I think um, overall it's a fantastic top four a lot of representation a lot of talent on this damn screen now that's definitely what they were trying to push they were trying to say because uh, Kimmy had her moment oh my god the producer told her to say isn't this the most representational top four you have ever seen? Did I say it right, producer? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a gun to her head. Heard that. Um, but it is true. It is actually the most. It is. One of, one of the, at least. I can't remember all the seasons, but she, this at least for Canada, this was the most diverse top. Well, uh, and then, of course, a white person wins. So <laughs> There you go. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, I mean, listen, this whole season's been, the one thing I'm going to say about Canada's drag race, which is kind of a good thing, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Let's say this is if there's a lot of representation, but I feel like that's kind of falling back on, on that now as kind of a thing for Canada story race yeah. in terms of where people are from um, yeah. outside of Canada and stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like we're losing our identity as Canadian drag artists in that way sometimes. Right. But it's also a really good thing. So I don't want to say that's not, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with that because I think our identity is that we have, such diversity in our country. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of like, because I'm also watching Drag Race Down Under, and honestly, season two is really good. Um, but they have such a clear identity of camp drag, and they have such a clear identity of their comedy, and that's right. just who they are. And I are, right. really, I'm really feeling it this season with them. And right. I feel like Canada yeah. hasn't connected to that yet. I don't know necessarily if Canada does have its own identity as a country. I think each city has a strong identity, but I think. Our drag, like Toronto is so different from Montreal, is so different from Vancouver. Um, and those are really the biggest markets. And, and also, I think Canadians actively seem to resist comedy for some reason. I know we have good comics, but I think our popular culture resists comedy, weirdly. Because, like, this, the whole show, like, they don't have a comedian on the panel. Like, every other Drag Race franchise on the planet yeah. has a comedian on the panel. Yeah. And I don't understand why we don't. It's just it's silly. Well, Brad Forskin isn't enough for you. 
He's not. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can I hardly tell it's your phone auto-corrected Goreski to foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> no, every time I see him, I just see foreskin. So uh, let's talk I mean, a little bit more about this episode. They they all get to sit. They have to write um, a song to this kind of like read you, will you moment. Mm-hmm. Trying to song again. They have to write a verse. Will you, will you, nail you. (laughs) Whatever. It it reminded me of our song, Whole Assassins, when we put that together ages ago. Whole Assassins. Which is honestly our our, our song is so much better than what they came up with in this finale, but it's it's fine. We were robbed. That's all. We were robbed. I can sing every one of your verses. Coming through, it's Hillary Ooze. Ooh, what's that? It better be food. Better be food. And, and uh, Travis, uh, as Vicky, absolutely helped us uh, all slay our rappy bits. So thank mm-hmm. you. But enough about us. So they all have to sit um, with Isis and talk to her. Yeah. And do a photo shoot with her. Do a photo shoot with right. Isis. What do we think of Isis's reign? Not I much. Mean, she didn't do anything. Yeah, what'd she do? <laughs> what'd they yeah. let her do? Did they let her, like, work at... Shoppers Drug Mart or something? Like, was she in the I bath? think Isis is a very... She won that season, like, hands down. Like, she was the yeah. very clear winner. That She was very deserving of the crown. I don't... I just find she didn't know what to do with it. Like, she let the fact that COVID was happening stop her. And whereas, like, Priyanka did not. Priyanka has a business mind. She has a... Uh, a superstar attitude where she's like, I'm going to be a superstar and nothing is going to stop me. Priyanka yeah. is a lot like Mistress Delicious in terms of she gets how it works. Yes. She, she knows that nobody is going to make this work for her other than yes. Priyanka working for herself. You yes. have to work um, for yourself. You can't let other people do it for you. You know? That's, like, that's, Priyanka yeah. and Isis are very different, whereas like Priyanka grew up working in media and in Toronto, working in TV as a host for YTV, whereas Isis grew up in Ottawa, where like so I'm, there's like no opportunities in media there. And so she doesn't have that kind of like eye on the prize kind of mindset. Yeah. I yeah, don't think I, she I, has I, the ambition. I think she just wants to go back to Ottawa and be Ottawa. I think she does have the ambition. I think she was just maybe didn't, wasn't aware of like how much they don't help you. <laughs> yeah. And how much, how, how much work, well, how much light work is really yours. Like you have to do the light work. It's not like the same as RuPaul's Dragers, the, like the American yeah. version, mm-hmm. where they will literally pitch you out as the celebrity superstar yeah. of the year. This but is where you like, the MTV Movie Awards, like, yeah. Whereas yeah. like, no, the, all the season two girls were in for a rude awakening for like ha- what happens after the show. And season yeah. three, listen, I've talked and heard from a lot of them in terms of like, it's not really what we were expecting. And it's not, you know, and, and kind of the takeaway is they've gained maybe 10,000 followers on Instagram. Like it's yeah, not, maybe a, 10, yeah. it's not a massive change from where they were at beforehand, which yeah. is unfortunate because it's a platform, but really any platform, even if it's porn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you have to do what you can with it to make the difference. Like mm-hmm. you are in charge of your own destiny. Do not yes. rely on anybody else. And I feel like ISIS let that go a little bit. No, as they say, the real race begins after Drag Race. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to take your platform, your little bit of whatever it is, and spin it into as much as you can. I mean, I'm trying to do that as much as I can at the moment, too. So I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Um, she does look fantastic, though. In she looks great. She looks incredible. Her outfits are just crazy well she's known for her looks yeah yeah um and i you know i like the little talk back with her and all the girls i think it's just like a nice 
a nice moment. I did appreciate what Jada said in terms of like people were really pushing her for to be on the show because that, that is a lot of pressure. They have been pushing for everywhere since Drag Race was announced. Mm-hmm. They're like, Jada has to be on the show. Jada has to be on the show. Jada has to be on the show. And once you're on the show, and she's had some flops here and there on the yeah. show, and yeah. I'm sure that's gotten in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it is a lot of pressure. So I feel for her for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's an. You know, it's not the same for me, but like I can relate so much. Uh, you know, being on a show and just the way that I've been reacting emotionally, I can relate. Like when you have your failures. You feel it. <laughs> well, you're representing for all of Canada. You've made that very clear. I know. <laughs> well, it's weird. Like, you feel it because even if you don't necessarily feel like you're representing Canada, I'm in a room full of Americans that think I am. Like, they're, I'm their only concept of Canada. It's so weird. Right. Which, you know by the way, I mean? I've, been, I've been working a lot with Americans lately, and I kind of love them. You love them? <laughs> yeah. I do. I'm just, they're bold. They'll say what they feel. They are. I, Canadians don't do that, and I kind of love it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. No, they're a lot more forthright. Um, yeah. But they're a lot, they're just very, they're very um, self-centered, I want to say, in a way. Like, there's very, a little bit. Very Sutton Strack from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. My they're, favorite. Yeah. They're a little her. bit. They're a little bit more concerned with themselves and not yeah. others. It's interesting. So, really. And then you get Kimmy and Isis together, and that's like a mother daughter duo, which is kind of the first. I well, not actually, Bob and Hello were there. What am I saying? <laughs> I know. But, oh, so. Cool. I will never stop laughing at them being mother daughter because Kimmy was doing drag with a different ha- drag house for like six years before she joined. Oh, that's true. <laughs> She that's why, when, that's why when they had the picture together, she's like, that's my first time ever having a picture with her because you had just joined her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this episode, of course, they did the obligatory, okay, now we're doing the song. Brooklyn helped them with the lyrics. Of course, the lyricist, songwriter, Brooklyn Heights. Hey, it's Brooklyn a Heights. from how they had Brad Koreski doing it two weeks ago. So. <laughs> I'll take this. And but we also got my favorite person in the world, Hollywood Jade, back on the scene. Yes, to choreograph, teaching him some dance moves. And there's no one better than Hollywood Jade. He's a wonderful energy. Now explain he, to me why he was not on the panel for the finale. I like, can't what the fuck explain are they doing? that. I can't explain that for you. I don't understand. He should be a judge. He's great. He should he be was... a main judge. He has charisma. He has personality. He has jokes. He gets references. Mm-hmm. None of the other uh, fucking panelists have that. It makes me so angry. Can I can I circle back to the photographer for the yes. photo thing? Yeah, uh, please. Um, he's actually a really amazing photographer who's done all the stuff for this. Is A Squared Photo Photography on Instagram? Oh, that's A Squared. Yes, oh, and I'm, actually, I'm, I'm doing a photo shoot with him just to drop that oh, <laughs> very soon. So um, I'm excited to be working in that kind of great quality of photos. Yeah, um, fantastic. I just wanted to drop that. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, um, and they did all those photos with ISIS, and then um, they did the choreo. I thought the choreo was great, but why don't we talk about the performance in general? Did you yeah, have any stand, standouts, like in choreography-wise or lyrics-wise? Not choreography-wise. Wait, when they're actually that. performing it on stage? Yeah. yeah, like the actual performance. Was there anything in the workroom that we missed, though? Probably, Not but really. I don't really remember I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, just, they're just patting themselves on the back at this point. I mean... True, true. I don't yeah. remember either. So I really don't remember. remember if there was anything going on there. All right, let's get to the performance. I thought um, I thought the song was fine. It was better than last year's song. I agree. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I I loved how Giselle looked. I actually loved how Giselle performed and her lyrics. And what I, I like about Giselle is that she's like, I am not a singer. Doesn't matter. Like you as you as long as you sell something, they yeah. will they will auto tune the shit out of you anyways. Yeah. So I thought she was really great. I thought she, she did a great job. She took Brooklyn's advice, uh, especially when she was trying to, you know, um I mean she's an she's a francophone doing this and trying to do it in English and I thought she did a, a killer job on on the song, and that's that another love. thing to say about Giselle. To be honest, and that she said that in the workroom of, you know, um, I, I I did a whole. I learned that I could do a whole show in English. Right. This good is not her, her. It's not so her first good. language. It's so good. Um, it's probably really intimidating to come yeah. in that way. So the fact that she was able to deliver as well as she was on a yeah. show where she's not speaking her native it's tongue. Language, yeah. Yeah. I'll say I'll say this about the whole thing is that I found it got better as it went on. Um, yeah, like I I wasn't taken by Kimmy's verse for some reason. I don't know what I it wasn't was. either. Yeah, but like There's something missing. Once it got halfway through, I was like, oh, this is getting good. And like everybody's verse, but Kimmy, I thought was just outstanding. And I thought Fierce's was terrible. I didn't like Fierce's. Oh, no, I, and Fierce was not that great either. It was her, a little bit... The produ- you know what it was? The production on it was terrible. They did not do her any service. But, like, but the They two, could have auto-tuned Jada, that better. Jada and Giselle at the end just really killed it. And it was... Yeah. Just, by that point, it was great. Yeah. You know what's funny about Jada, too? She's she is a recording person. She's been doing tracks forever. Um, I, the first time she actually ever did a live performance of her track was at my show with you. Oh, yeah, the cabaret. Yeah. She was like, that was the first time I've ever been able to do my track live. And she works in the village nightly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But it was like, it blew my mind to be like, that's the first. And she killed that. Like, uh, like she's just such a good performer and singer. And it's, um, I'm really hoping that she, she takes that to the next level. After you know, this. I think that really speaks to the expectation in the village and a lot of, um, seasoned queens in the village, they're afraid to do things that will upset the status quo. Like, yeah. they really are. It's like, no, I have to do the top 40. I can't do my original song. But you know what? It's not just Bob, they're afraid Bob of it. The, Bob in the corner is not going to like it. And XYZ, like, I need. The audiences there are trained to only want top 40 and to, like, yeah. and to not accept you doing anything else. So, it's like. True. It's it's both. It's the audience sucks and the and the performers just let them let them suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I as, as, as a church street performer now. <laughs> <laughs> I will be dancing in the shower at the well tomorrow. Go go yes. dancing. Yes, my ass will be out. Um it is a different dynamic for sure. And like and there's different nights too. Like if you come there on the weekends, it's a different vibe in terms yeah. of the energy of the people. Um, they just want to party and get high. Yeah, they want <laughs> to that's party. Kind of, that's kind of the vibe for the weekends, right? So, and, and you kind of have to play to that in terms of yeah. being a performer sometimes. It's true. No, it's true. And I'm glad um, I don't have to do that. So, I mean, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I definitely thought Jada and Giselle were my faves of that. Um, and I guess that brings us to the runway, the Coronation Eleganza. Do you want to talk about these lurks? Let's nut and cut it. Yes. Are, they are we still nutting and cutting? We still are. Listen, your legacy lives on. Do Do they have the Coronation looks posted on Instagram? I don't know. Oh, cool. We, we, have, we, we have them in our brain. There's only four. Okay, work. Um, so, Fierce Alicia, she's in that blue moment with all the jewels. I thought it was very regal, very royal. 
I have a question, Hillary. Mm. Do you know you say fearshalicious? <laughs> I don't care. I just like I like to say Miss Mrs. Fearshalicious. Because I think it's a fun name to say. Like, if you're going to call yourself Mrs. Fearshalicious, like, like, get, she's get not used calling to, herself that. Get, <laughs> get, get used to people calling you silly names because Fearshalicious is such a silly name. I oh mean, it is the stupidest name in the world. One of my favorite it. things about Fearshalicious is that she calls herself Mrs. Fearshalicious. No, like, she so doesn't. She, you call her. No, but just like, she's no. Mrs. Pota- like Mrs. Potato Head. But Mrs. just, <laughs> but just Mrs. the word, the word fierce alicious. It's oh so ridiculous, and it's spelled incorrectly too. It's so silly. Like it's, <laughs> I love. Yeah, that. I could. I wouldn't be able to spell it if you paid me money. I had no. no idea. I love the juxtaposition of like being fierce but being called fierce delicious. <laughs> it's, it's so you know funny. why though? No, it's so trashy. It's so like <laughs> 2007. Um, but when, there was an actually a, a band or like a, a band that came out with a song called Fierce Delicious. Yeah, it's a girl. It was like a Pussycats oh, dolls song or something. Was this um, after Fergie came out with Fergalicious? Yeah, I it must be. They must have robbed her. Well, okay, but do you like the Mrs.'s uh, Blue Royal Elgonza? I thought it was very beautiful. It was yes, a nice I... darker corsetry who's, who does a lot of stuff for a lot of Drag Race girls now, or Canada Drag Race girls. Yeah. It's beautiful. I know this, yeah. She's looking regal. She looks like she's part of the monarchy. God rest her soul. Dunning. Um And, and it's got... a royal blue. Yeah. I will say, like, um, yeah, I will say that for now. Yes, yes. Not, 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 not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the skirt was removable to uh, to just the corset in case she had to lip sync. Um, I think it's beautiful. Congratulations, Miss Fierce Delicious, on looking stunning. It's a nut. And then um, Kimmy Couture, she came out with her classic corseted design with the cape train again. She loves that cape train and a corset. My God. I mean, it's another Royal Eleganza look. I'm not sure about... This is the one I'm not sure about because it's just more of the same. But is that a bad thing? Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's fucking gorgeous. I'm bored. Yeah. She's got a jeweled coat goatee. Yeah. I'm sure. into that. I know. Oh, I actually really did like that. Yeah. You know what I want to see? Yeah, I've always said this for a lot of bearded queens and queens who do messages. I want to say like... And I should have I should have always said this to you. I don't know. I've never said this to you. What? What is it? <laughs> but, but just do like a like a jeweled like a jeweled beard in that way. You know what I mean? Like, like that that would be exciting to see sometime. Mm. Like different from a glitter a glitter beard. Yeah, it's like it's, it could just be a prosthetic beard that you put over top of your beard. But it's like old jewels. You know what I'm saying? I hear ya. Uh, I'll consider it. <laughs> Um, and then we've got Jada Shada Hudson. Wait, and... I, I wait. I want another cut. It. Oh yeah. What is what is it? Another cut. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut it too. I know. I'm gonna cut it too. You know what I actually liked better was her tea time look. Yeah. Yeah, that was it's cute. Nice. That yeah. was cute. Yeah. And then we've got. Her Jada outfit was Shada made by. Okay. I just want to say it was made by Kiki oh. Ko. Carry on. Oh, it's I a do. Kiki Ko. Well, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it, it's just more of the same. Unfortunately, I wanted a little something different, but. Uh, Jada Shade Hudson in this gorgeous, opulent black and red moment uh, fits her perfectly. I thought it was quite beautiful. I like this gown. I think it's really pretty. I don't like it with the wig, though. For me, the, the mm. colors are are clashing. I agree. Mm. I agree. 
but I love them individually. That together is not working for me. And I feel like this a lot with her season. Um, I, I like, I love Jada. I love Jada. We'll never say a bad thing about Jada. But in terms yeah. of some of her looks this season, I just feel like they weren't cohesive in terms of all right. flowing together. Right. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was pretty. I could see you wear something like this at a pageant. I don't know if you'd win, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a pageant gown and beautiful. Oh, this is her winning Miss Gmail, Toronto, 2008. <laughs> well, there you go. Which, by the way, she won. In this gown. <laughs> well, there be. you go. It's already a winner. It's already a winner. <laughs> I wish there was a necklace or some bracelets, like some jewelry other than those mm-hmm. earrings. Okay, so Nutter Cut. I, I'm going to cut this, even though I, li- I like the gown, but I, again, it's like the gown by itself is fine, but everything else isn't working with it. Mm-hmm. I agree with Vicky, and I'm so sorry about it because I love this woman. You're going to cut it. Yeah. I'm going to nut it on just the fact that I appreciate a full-figured woman in a gown like that. Good for you. It's beautiful. Um, love the curves. And uh, the one and only Giselle Lullaby in a crazy swan dive hair moment. And this, like, fashion. Like, she looked like she belonged on a perfume label, you know? It was gorgeous. She looks like a bottle. Yeah. She does. (laughs) It's incredible. So the hair is made by Stéphane Scotto de Caesar, who does a lot of uh, really sculpted, really, like, artistic uh, wigs. And then the outfit is made by Luc Couture. Mm. I think this is why mm. she won, to be honest. I think this is why she won. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like that's... And I've always said this with the finale looks. And like A lot of the girls haven't been... Season two, I didn't love their finale, like the final runway looks. And oh sometimes my God, Kendall Genders needed to be ironed. It was so right. bad. It was so bad. <laughs> she was literally in a paper bag. But this, like, I feel like it really does matter, the final runway. And I think she took that into consideration. And this is just a winning of a whole season look to me. Yeah. It was. It, like She came out looking like a winner. And I think she played the entire season like a winner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I nut this the hardest. It's the biggest nut I'll ever have today. It's Is wonderful. It? Well, well, I have a show later, but... <laughs> yeah, sorry to your fans. But... Yeah. <laughs> and that's a total nut. Um, do you want to run through the other looks like really quick? Do a rapid-fire lightning round? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Vivian Vanderpuss with the big silver bow on her head. Nut or cut? Um, I'm going to cut, but I, I also want to say a little piece on each of them, too, because I haven't yeah, been able to say anything. please do. I really like Vivian, and she's from Victoria. That's kind of uh, a secondary hometown for me. Yeah. Um, she has that vibe of Victoria. Um, <laughs> there, there, is a, there is a whimsy. We know this with Jimbo, with Vivian. There is a whimsy. My whimsy died out a couple of years into Toronto. <laughs> yes. But there is a whimsy to it, and it was really refreshing to see that on the show again. Yeah. Um, and it's different from Vancouver. Vancouver is very different from Victoria. So um, I liked her a lot. I thought she was so campy in a season that needed camp, but we haven't really had that campy queen on the show yet. So yes. she was Camp on a Kiki ready. She was she one was. of my Camp on a Kiki sisters. Actually, we talk all the time now. That's great. Uh, Miss Mosu in a nice dress. It was fine. What do you think? Cut. Cut. It's a cut. Yeah. I, I it, it wasn't over the top for me. I really like Miss Mosu too. I think she's a great businesswoman. I think she's incredibly smart. Um, what I've noticed with this season is that a lot of her stuff wasn't fitting, though. Um, mm. And it, it's kind of a thing with Miss Mosu too in general. Like, she doesn't know. She was a, a bit of a fit issue. Mm. Um, with some things, she's got an amazing model esque body sometimes. 
Um, but it feels like she it feels like she kind of um, orders from like Mar- Marlon ha- Marlo Hampton in the archive, you know. The archive, so, uh, I love the archive. <laughs> where, where it's like she's taking these pieces that already exist and trying to fit them on her. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is one of those moments. Well, she is very like that haute couture fashion, so maybe she's. Maybe she should just focus a little bit on her own curves. And by know. the way, her her first look, the runway look that she created, I never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she I turned remember. that look into a bag. She repurposed that look into a bag. She really did. It was the so ugliest thing I've ever seen. I'm the most glamorous person ever. I could not have been happier. And that's yeah. the thing. She's so glamorous. I love you, Mosu. You boo you. Oh my God. Honestly, I was shocked how early she went out, too. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lady Boom Boom, um, in this crazy pizza. What is this hair. order we're going in? Yeah, what is this order? Of, it's kind of just random. It's this uh, is a grab bag of queens. Okay, hold on, I gotta see. <laughs> Lady Boom Boom is wearing this crazy little pizza hair moment, um, and and a, and a nice gown. I thought it was. It's a it's a look. Like it's, I think it's fantastic. I give us in that. Hold on, I gotta find it. One second. You're just okay. throwing names out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah, why don't we go in order? Is there an order? Yes, yes, there's an order, Hillary. We started, well, we should have started with Halal Bay. Let's start with Halal. Okay, yeah. You you so tell the, you say the order. <laughs> okay, I shall. Halal Bay coming out in this, um, okay, so here's the tea on this look. This is a look that represents um, Palestine. It says, stop displacing us. Yes. Uh, it, is a, it is a political statement, mm-hmm. and she had this planned to wear on episode Two. Oh. Wait, am I allowed to say this? I don't care. I'm saying it. And production was like, "You sure you want to wear that?" And she was like, "Uh huh." I think she's gonna wear it for the um, oh, uh, for the uh, hosting challenge, uh, the the award show. And they were like, "Ah, we don't know if you should wear that." And she was like, "No, I'm wearing it." And then mm-hmm. she gets sent home, and she was like, "Well, fuck you, I'm wearing it." So she, she this one, the dress that she was planning on wearing here. Mm. So here she is wearing this to make the statement and be like, "I'm putting this on your screen." Yeah, good for her. That's um, very halal, though. Halal is that kind of activist person. She's done a lot of great stuff in that way. Uh-huh. I really respect her on having such a strong voice. Yeah. And in that way, I was kind of surprised she was cast on the show. Um, yeah, because I, they knew what they were getting with her. Like, they, they should yeah. have known that she was going to be bringing statements like this. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, you know, I was really excited to hear that she was on the show because I was like, oh, we're going to get some real serious statements from this woman mm-hmm. and also just the fact that she's one of the first bearded mustached queens on our television um mm-hmm. opening the doors for yourself now selena on the yeah. show mm-hmm. um i yeah I, I respect her a lot in terms of this look i didn't know what it was so i'm um, thank you for explaining it um because there was no context for it yeah mm-hmm. so stop displacing us is basically like i don't know i'm not gonna go into the whole history but like basically uh palestine was its own country and then after world war ii they decided to give um, the Jews who did not have a home, like, uh, I don't know, the United Nations or someone split things up and was like, okay, this part's Palestine, this part's Israel. And then since then, which was like in the forties, Israel has been taking over all of Palestine's, um, borders and their borders are just getting smaller and smaller. They're constantly mm-hmm. under attack. They're constantly mm-hmm. losing their homes. Um, Zionists are going into Palestinians literal homes and saying this is our home now you're out of here bye Mm -hmm. um it's fucking it's it's an issue it's a world issue that um canada and the u.s are complicit in 
So yeah, it's really hard to watch. It's I I you know it's like one of those paralyzing things. It's like why is no one doing anything about this? Why yeah. do people think this is okay? Um, it's like a mind bending thing. And then um, if you try to speak out against it, people say you're anti-Semitic, but there's oh, a difference between Zionists and there's no and way Jewish. To, there's, there's a lot no of Jewish way, people who are no anti-Zionism. Right, there's no way to say the right thing about it. No, there because, is. You can speak out against it. <laughs> well, no, you can speak out against it, but like someone's always going to get mad about at it. Um, it's weird. It's such a weird... I know, the people who are getting mad about it are yeah. liberal Zionists who want to see Palestinians dead. Like that's oh. point blank, period. So this message is very powerful, very important in the world. Um... I'm so happy that it made it to screen. So that's a good thing. You know what I have to say? More sex, less war. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah. That is true. Please. More and sex, one more thing war. about Halal. What's next for her? She's thinking of going into politics. So I hope she does. Oh, oh. she should. And you know what? I'm going to give this look a nut just because I like oh. the power of the statement. Yeah. Huge Thank nut. You. Yeah, nut. Huge nut. Oh, my God. Uh, who's up next, uh, Selena? Then it was Miss Mosley. We gave her a cut. And yeah. then it's Shelazon LaRue. Oh, yeah. I love the, <laughs> Shelazon. The- has been like one of the most Canadian people yes. we've ever heard on any show ever. Yes. Her accent is so thick. So prairies. But she's very funny. Yeah. She has got a great sense of humor. That's why she has all the TikTok followers because she is a comedian. She's She knows what she's doing. I liked her a lot. I really, really liked her. As, in terms of her drag, she's a far, she's far behind. I wouldn't say yeah. she's drag race ready. No. Um, her personality is, but I don't think her drag was. Right. Um, and this look for me, I'm, I'm you know I love a latex, you know I love a PVC. She's got a slice of bologna on her head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's the question. It's like, what is this? What is this? Is it a good I'm going to give it a cut. I'm going to give it a cut. She's not there yet, but no. I like her a lot. You know what? I'm giving it a nut for Shalazan. If anybody yeah. else wore this, it would be a cut, but it is elevated for her. Uh, yeah. Even with the Lunchables meat on her head? Uh, yeah, it's like it's a it's a blank witchy. Um, I I don't <laughs> I don't know I don't know it's what Bologna. this is about. I don't know. Yeah, it's not telling any story, so I have to cut it because it's not telling any story. But it's not a bad look. Like I'd wear it. It's beautiful. And also, I really, really, really appreciate this kind of indigenous representation more yes. and more and more and more and more. I need more of it because. They are the most undervalued minority in this country yes. and on this on this continent. To be honest, yes, um, need much much more for that. So, following that was chaos. Who was also also indigenous. Also, uh-huh. yes. And this is a crazy like what like guns and chains biker moment thing. <laughs> yeah, like a, a chap gown. Uh, I think it's stunning. It's nothing I would ever wear, but it looks gorgeous on her. I'm gonna give it a nut. It is punk. I mean, I can't. I'm gonna give her. This. I'm gonna give her a nap for this. Yeah. What I'm gonna say about chaos is like, in terms of they comment a lot about people's makeup, bombs, makeup, whatever. Yeah. Um, I found her makeup to be really, really harsh. I get it. I yeah, get it. Very hard. But I found I couldn't see her face at all with the lighting on stage, and I, there was a maybe they did comment on it, but we didn't hear it. But I would have liked to have heard that kind of commentary on her makeup. I guess. Yeah. I'm sure they would have had she lasted longer. I'm sure they would have. I think that's the main issue is just her face is so harsh that we couldn't get to see the the underside of the turtle shell. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, she's definitely someone who likes to paint, paint. She's not really into the beauty stuff, the beauty makeup. It's different. So And you don't have to be, but there's a way to do it that we can see your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost sure. like more what you would see on Dragula or something in a way. Um, Very but Dragula. I, but again, I appreciate yeah. that they casted people from exactly. like Kevin Kiki for Dragula. There's exactly. A <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Chili casting was fantastic this year, and then we had Lady Boom Boom. Yes, Lady Boom Boom with the pizza slice on her head. I thought it was fine. I think it's a nut. Uh, I don't I really gorgeous. get it. I don't get it, but it's I don't okay. get it either, but I like it. It's like an Aja fantasy. It's your Linda Evangelista. Oh, moment. yes. <laughs> it's the flattened, it's the flattened Aja hair. Asha hair. It's like sci-fi um, or something. I love Lady Boom Boom. I think she was really entertaining and captivating. And again, just like somebody who just gets the show. Definitely okay. somebody um, who went home too early, in my opinion. She was very good. I yeah. thought so too. I really liked her, and I'll, I will not this look for sure. The way she went home on that uh, bromine look with the tubes with liquid uh-huh. pumping around her body—I mean, that was amazing. Uh, they brought some serious looks this season. Uh, yeah, the looks are incredible this season, especially in the latter half. Can um, I just yeah. bring up? Bring up Asha. I just want to bring up something I was—I wanted to bring up before I forgot. Oh, okay. Um, Asha's actually somebody who did drag and actually went into. Um, Adult entertainment, I think. Male form for a while. She's now transitioned into a woman. Yes. Um, So she's kind of gone through that full gamut. And I think it's really interesting to see drag performers that have kind of gone through that. The Vixen's gone through that. Um, She isn't transitioning, uh, but she's gone into more male form. Um, Same with Milk. There's a a lot of different... There's literally a a ton of names I can list right now (laughs) that have kind of gone that route. Yeah, Fifi. Yeah, there's so, so, so many. Um, and I think it's important that people are aware of them. And then I hope that Drag Race franchise doesn't f- forget about those performers or, or, or sideline them or neglect them. Right. Mm. Moving forward with th- things that are happening all the time. Well, like, like they stuff. say, like all of our Drag King friends say, um, there's no representation for Drag Kings on Drag Race yet, uh, which I really think they, you- should, they should consider it. Like there's there's a space for masculine energy in drag on the show. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They keep that's doing the all thing. these gender fuck things and these drag king challenges. So why aren't they having drag kings on the show? I think masculine energy is really given a bad name in a lot of ways, and it should be for some things. But I yeah. think in a lot of ways, we have to also represent like there's toxic femininity, there's toxic yes. masculinity. We need to see that both have equal value, though. Well, we why can't we? Cur- we should down. be able to. We should be able to critique critique and make fun of and see the super versions of masculinity as well like we yes. need abstractions of masculinity i think it would be so mm-hmm. helpful on a show like this exactly and that brings us to bomb Bombay. as mask as they get <laughs> i want to say so her gown is a crown and it is specifically inspired by the um Kohinoor diamond, yes, no? that, that yeah. was stolen from India and uh, sits in the crown of the Queen Mother. It does, it does. Is this too soon? This came out the same day the Queen died. It came out the same <laughs> day the Queen died. What are the fucking odds? She literally took the crown off that bitch's head and was like, mm-hmm. bye! Off with your head! <laughs> I love that Bomb came out and made a statement like that, too. Been like, white people have stolen from my culture... And that so is I'm going to reclaim it and wear it on this. Again, Bombay, she's so intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like, I love her intelligent, campy, but fashion choices. Um, yeah. I don't know if this look is entirely successful, but gosh darn it, it tries. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it does <laughs> try. I'm going to give this a nut. I got yeah. it. I got it. Oh, um, yeah. I, I have to say, Bomb is like. Again, one of the top people on the show. I'd say yes. Fierce yes. Bomb, Jada for me. Like I think they just had that personality that the show needed. Um, and I'm so proud of her because she is yeah. so funny, fashion, and she just 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I was really, really, really so proud of Bombay on this show. Huge she also problem. looks gorgeous. Her makeup is the most beautiful makeup she's shown on this show yet. She I don't think it's fair that they were reading her makeup as much as they weren't reading Chaos's in my mind. Um, I think with, with Chaos, I think it's that it, it like, it's a very distinct identity. Whereas I think with Bomb, she's still figuring out her face with makeup. I think there's that. Sure, sure, I get that, but yeah. you know, I thought she was also gorgeous and glamorous, and I, I, I yeah, I, I couldn't say enough good things about Balm. Yeah. Also, Balm, I want my laser, my lasers back. Thank you, Bombay. Does she wear lasers, or does she have your lasers? <laughs> she has my lasers. I'll get them back. I'm doing a show with her on the 23rd. Ooh. Ask her for my lasers. I'll ask her to bring the lasers. Yeah. <laughs> um. Can we can we finally do uh, Irma God? Irma God. Okay. No, not until you say her name correctly. I've had people complain to me about this. No, what did you what did you call her? Irma God? No. Oh, it's Irma Gerd. <laughs> this entire I'm so I honestly sorry. never noticed until someone brought it up to me. They were like, Can you I'm please so get sorry. Hillary to say it? You are correct. Do you know where this name comes from? Do you know where it comes from? Where do I well it's just a, a, a parody of Oh my god, except Irma Gerd. It's like No, a, it's based on a meme. Yeah, it's a, a speci- it's a specific meme. Yeah, it's Irma Gerberbs. It's It's a picture of that girl with the braces, like yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And actually, they've actually found that girl. They've interviewed her years later. Uh-huh. She was like, "I love it." <laughs> Irma Gerberbs holding all the goosebumps. That's why in that challenge, she was like, "I'm thinking about calling my makeup palette Gerberbs." Yeah, I was like, "You should." <laughs> yes, she should have. I, I think she should. Uh, I think it would have made more sense than that's not rocket. That's not rocket. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. I hated that. Listen, I'm so happy that an East Coast queen. I think that was a big deal. Um, I feel horrible for Umagod. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who was also very close to being on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that maybe she comes back. I, who knows how that would work. But um, did I did I think she was a better choice than Uma? Maybe I didn't because I don't think she. I don't know. She's still undercooked for me. Yeah, she's a little she's a little undercooked, maybe even compared to Uma. I would agree, but Irma, I think, really sh- turned out for the East Coast. And, she did. Uh, she did. And, she brought and really some incredible looks. Yeah. Oh, she had some of the best looks. I think her commentary on the paint by numbers for Drag Race is like. Yes. I think that's what Drag Race is nowadays. Paint by numbers. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I thought um, that was actually really great. But she, like that's uh, the, that's the thing. Like Canada, we're su- we're ice in a lot of little isolated communities, and so like these bigger queens that pop out of these smaller communities, I find like they have they only have themselves to challenge each other with, and so they don't they're not necessarily surrounded by competition like we are in Toronto. Yeah, um, where the standard is so goddamn high all the time. It's annoying. Um, yeah, you know, so like. I'm proud that Irma was able to elevate herself to the point where she did. Like, she really, I mean, she has her whole house, the Flem Fatals out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening Stuff happening in St. John's. There is some Bar- really cool stuff. Yeah. Barbara Bardot has opened a bar. Like, girl. Mm-hmm. Kaleidoscope, yeah. Barbara Bardot's bar. I'm Barbara so Bardot's bar. <laughs> she should have called it that, Barbara Bardot's bar. Um, <laughs> I okay, so I've said this before. There are certain people who get on, there's two types of people who get on drag race. There's the people who are like ready and come on with fully formed looks and personas and everything. And there's the people yeah. who get on and then like getting on is their push to elevate themselves afterwards. And I think that's where totally. Irma kind of sits, where 
We're going to see some amazing stuff from her. And it's also going to elevate the people in her community. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I see kind of that Trixie Mattel thing where when Trixie was on the show, she was underdeveloped, too, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I think she had an idea of what she wanted. And that's kind of what I get with Irma, too, is that she's going to figure this out as she goes. And yeah. I think she's actually very funny. And it was good to see more of that. We, we just need more. I need more funny. Yeah. <laughs> I need more funny. She was okay funny. I need more. But at least I appreciated the attempt of her funny. I can absolutely relate. I mean, going on a show like this really forces you to say who you are or decide who you are because you have to. Um, because that's the brand you're selling. So, um, yeah, yeah, you guys are both totally right. I'm going to give this look a... Before, you do, a... before you do this, I mean, you should know this is not the look she had planned. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, no, She it had a completely different look that did not arrive in time. She, it, it okay, looked... here it is. I got to read the tweet. She wrote, she wrote a tweet. My yeah. original finale gown was lost in the mail, but it oh. was going to be a purple gown with green rhinestone slime. I was going to stone it while I was there and spent so long trying to, and I spent so long trying to remake it during filming. Maybe you'll see it on All Stars. Oh. <laughs> well, that's, that sounds nice. That sounds nice, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, even this one, I thought it was a little bit, you know, like, underbaked or whatever, so I wondered, but I... I, I just didn't, I didn't think it was a final runway look, but it's a fine look, yeah. yeah. It was fine. I'm not gonna cut it. I thought it was fine. Good for you, Irma. I'll cut it. It's a cut. It's <laughs> Who's gonna stone something while they're there? There's no time for that shit. Well, no, there is during quarantine, like during your like s- seven days of quarantine or whatever it is. Yeah, I would whatever. say the one thing that you could do in your hotel seven room is is bring a couple of rhinestones <laughs> and do that at night. But you can't do much more than that. Um. <laughs> it's like the new Jewish holiday, the seven days of quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> seven crazy nights. Um, well, that's that, and we lead it up to the finale uh, moment, the big moment. Um, they... Do we do we care that they didn't have a reunion this year? What, what do you think about the reunion last year? No, not, not really. much about the reunion last year, but I didn't really care about the queens last year. Yeah, yeah, there was no drama, and bro, like Brad Forskin was just like playing nothing. I thought yeah. they had that little bit of a reunion moment in the episode, and they kept it so positive, and I very much appreciated that. Like, yeah. At the and they let everybody the... speak. They let everybody have a moment, yeah. unlike on Survivor, when they bring people back and don't talk uh, to them. But at the end of a series, <laughs> at the end of a series, I think it's... As if I Hillary think, knows what that is. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what we're talking about. I'm just shaking my head and nodding. Um, but, like, at the end of a series, let's just drop the drama and, like, focus on the congratulations. So yeah. I, I was happy about the positivity there. Do we think the season had a good amount of drama? Because yes. season two really had. Yes. <laughs> yes. They really. I think they season had a great drama. Thank you, Miss Fierce Delicious. Thank you to Miss Fierce. <laughs> yeah. Well, without her, do you think there would have been any? No. I do. I do because Kimmy is a strong personality. Yeah. Um, uh, uh... <laughs> Jada, get, Jada. Jada gets in her head no matter what you do. Um. I'm I don't sure. think there would have been. I don't think there would have been. I think you need to cast those catalysts. But yeah, no, I, and I, I do think cast them, they hold on to them real tight on the show. Sure. Oh, I know. I mean, Mrs. Fearshalicious is still going on about the sabotage between her and Vivian. I mean, it's hilarious. It's a brand now. <laughs> it's her she, gets, she gets it. She gets it. Yes. She understands the machine. You and have, Vivian, she has been yeah. incredible on social media, Miss Fearshalicious. Like she's made for it. 
And Vivian does too. Vivian appreciates being part of the sabotage moment because it's just stupid. Like it makes no sense. <laughs> also, I will say like people like Jada and Miss Fierce Delicious and Bombay have been very supportive of myself and my transition as well. Yeah. So special shout out to them. So big. Um, unfortunately, uh, we find out that Mrs. Fiercealicious, oh, and Kimmy Kutcher are okay, not. Okay, what do we think of how they cut these two? Like, what do we think of that moment? Final. There was no rhyme or reason. There was no lead up to it. They were just like, oh, by the way, you two were cut. You're not in the final two. Yeah, sashay, sashay to the back of the stage. Um, Can you imagine getting to that moment, getting excited to find out who the, who's going to win, and then they're like, Oh, by the way, it's not going to be like you're not even a contender. Bye, get out of here. Yeah. Well, well that's how they used to do. They just didn't used to have four of them. It was always yeah. just one person. Bye, Jujubee. It was always Jujubee. Right. <laughs> True. In some ways, I would say like it's nice to know like when your journey ends. Um, I think it's a nice conclusion for them at least. But um, it's not. Do we think the top two was who they should have had? You um... know what? I am happy with them as the top two. Um, based, on was, early, based on the finale. Giselle, Giselle was a no-brainer for me. I I'm, I was kind of up in the air with Jada and Fierce. I feel yeah. like Fierce would have been... If they had chosen Fierce, I feel, I feel like that would have been a strange choice on their behalf. I but, thought it was yeah. going to be... I thought, like, my top two were Fierce and Giselle. Uh, I'm not surprised they chose Jada, though, because Jada is Jada. Jada is a moment. Um, she's a star. Uh-huh. People love her. Um... And I think they wanted to give her her moment of like, she's going to win this thing or she's going to be the runner up. So not bad. Not bad. I'm fine with this. I'm happy with this as the top two. I was actually very happy for both of Jada and Giselle. And I think for Fierce and um, Kimmy, I think they should both be very proud of getting to a top four. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have pictured that for them. (laughs) Not being shady. I just didn't think But watching the season, it totally made sense. They turned it out. They turned it out. She's a strong performer and she's a strong... Um, bitch, fierce, yeah. So absolutely, this bitch, delicious. And then, of course, we have the big uh, lip sync uh, to Celine Dion. Um, I fell asleep. Giselle is built for. Uh, she, she literally looks like Celine Dion. <laughs> sure. I, I was like, are they are they just handing this to Giselle with a Celine moment? Hello, uh, and they do. So what do you think? Giselle Lullaby, the winner of Drag Race Season 3 of Canada. Woo! Uh, I think it's a great choice. I think she slayed the season. She uh, just exuded winter energy the entire time for me. And she makes sense as a winner. And also congratulations to Montreal for finally taking the crown out of Ontario. Yeah, Isis also made a return in her look. Do we like that look? <gasps> yes. Oh, that look was crazy. Um, that's a very impractical look, but good for her. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like to me she was really trying to do Priyanka's look from the year before. It was, yes. She looked like a tarot card. I mean, I don't she know did. if it was the most creative look I've ever seen, but it certainly was a moment. Um, it was fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm very proud Giselle got it. I mean, they had to give it to Quebec one year, and if this is the final year of Drag Race, which... It might be. You never know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. The mm-hmm. contracts are up. Um, it's there. I heard there was another. I don't know. Is there? Is there going to be? Maybe there will be. Maybe well, there's there Canada versus the world coming up. I mm. do not know anything about season four. But, I mean, you know, I'm glad that the 
crown went to Quebec this time, well-deserved. And Giselle is a, an amazing winner for that, for that, I think. I'm so enamored by Giselle. I think she was just like fascinating. I love how stupid she is. Yeah. I think she's so funny, yeah. glamorous. She has a full package. I don't think that's what the show needed. Correct. It was just somebody who was able to hold themselves and make fun of themselves. And yeah. someone um, from Cabaret Mado in Montreal, she can take the crown home back to, I mean, like, I, I mean, it's almost like she's a surrogate for like Mado, you know, even just like that energy of Montreal drag. So I'm so, so proud that Giselle really did Montreal drag proud. I think. And Lullaby, that's the stupidest last name I've ever heard I in my know. life. I <laughs> <laughs> Calls himself Giselle Lullaby. That's so oh. stupid. I love it. She's great. Um, yes, yeah, Giselle Lullaby. Congratulations. I think she's fabulous. I can't wait to. I go to Montreal pretty frequently now. I'm probably going to see her. Mm. <laughs> I know. You should. She's, she's, she's too famous for me now. Well, um, yeah. I, I'm sure she'll be happy to talk to you she, rather than, you know, another bridal party uh, coming to Meadow uh, Cabaret. So, I mean. <laughs> Do we think that's where she's headed? Back to bridal parties? Bridal Back parties at Meadow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, as a whole, I thought the season was actually. Um, I, I, I do wonder why they only had nine episodes instead of ten. Yeah, it's um, weird. It feels it feel like a budgetary thing. Um, yeah. I do want to comment really quickly on it, sponsored by Trojan this year. Ah, Ooh. sex. Which, which for me, when I heard that when the show came on, it wasn't just shoppers. Right. Which, uh, it was by Trojan. I was like, okay, we're moving in this direction of sex positivity. Um, and I think they're showing that more and more on the show. Yes. Um, and again, that's just where I'm at now with who I am and things. I just want to see more of that in media. Totally. Um, and I think there is a position for that on the show still. But I thought the season overall was good. I don't think it was the best ever, but I think it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I blame I think, production yeah. for it not being great. I love the cast. I think the cast is the best I've ever had. Yeah. Um, and production needs to be replaced. Good. I thought it was oh so, oh who needs to be replaced? Production, production, yeah. Everything on production, everybody, every single person. It's not the best, um, but there'll have to be some sort of transition if they definitely move into a, a new a new territory. So hopefully that goes well if there as a new season. I think they're moving to the Northwest Territories. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh Northwest Territories, Drag Race. The, oh, the most wow. unrepresented territory of them all. Totally. <laughs> It's just the Northwest Territory. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the episode. And, uh, oh, my God, I'm so happy that we had you here, um, Travis. How does it feel to be back in your new form? Yeah. How does it feel back to be back here? Or how, yeah, back here. Back here as Travis. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay to not be with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy with where my life is at this minute. And um, again, like everything, we're, we're all on a discovery tour. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all discovering new things about ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should all keep our minds open to different things. That's mm-hmm. what I've kind of been doing. And I am excited to see where I go with this. But you will never see Vicky. will never be dead dead. I no, still she'll never be dead dead. Okay, so, so she she's she's kind of like on pause. She's kind of like dead, but we can resurrect her. You know, we'll have to cast the right dark magic to do so, but... One day we might find the spell. 
when things are lining up properly, things will come out together, and um, yeah, you will you will see Vicky. You will see Vicky again. I, I feel confident about saying this. Well, yes, I'm yeah. so proud, happy that we had this moment to seance with you and uh, your new form, Travis. Um, and I'm I think that everybody uh, you know who listens to the pod just loves you so much, and uh, we're just so happy to have you here. So. So much love to you, Travis, and and your and your journeys, right? And you know what I want to say before we leave this on a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful note mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that I'm actually so proud to have both of you kind of carrying on my legacy in a way of you know you both kind of represent what I value in drag, mm. um, and I feel that's really important to kind of carry those things forward and even Jada talking about Michelle Ross and stuff, you know, so uh, I, I, I feel very powerful in that you're both carrying this torch for me and for the generations to come after you. Cause I'm sure you'll be mothers and grandmothers as well. Mm. And um, I'm excited for, I'm excited for you both and proud of you both. So. Well, thanks for making that. us who we are. Well, just like Ruthie Keister says, when you're fooling around with a guy, try putting googly eyes on his penis. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> not, as, not as fun as you think. <laughs> oh, she's tried. She's tried. Okay. We have the full tea on that story. Well, thanks, Squirrels, for tuning in. Um, any last words, anyone? Well, tune in next week for Hillary S. to be carrying on the legacy talking about Camp Wanakiki. I'm presuming oh, that's yeah. what's happening, right? Well, I'm probably going to start talking about some Camp Wanakiki. Um, bringing in some guests. I mean, Celine and I might have to talk about if we want to cover another series, uh, like Drag Race UK, which I know is starting pretty soon. But oh shit, that's true. Oh god, we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> we must. We must discuss. We must retreat into the night and talk amongst ourselves. Um, but I'm definitely going to have some of my Camp Wanakiki sisters on to just talk about the season and uh, all that sort of stuff over the next few weeks. Um, but you can also find out more about what's going on at Camp Wanakiki, the behind the scenes tea on my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm doing all these videos called Camp Spectations, and I talk about all kinds of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So check out my YouTube, Hillary Ass. Um, <laughs> I mean, youtube.com slash Hillary Ass. So, you know, go there. Okay. 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 And Travis, you can find find me on RagingStallion.com. Yes, you can find Travis wherever quality pornography is made. I'm telling you. (laughs) Just look up Travis Connor Double X. Yes. It's Double X now, right? Is it triple on Instagram? I haven't. Oh, no. I haven't uh, checked. Travis, I haven't Travis checked. Stone. I haven't checked. I will not check. So um, somebody else do it for me. She's um, lying. She's looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can Google me and see right up my butthole. You can see Ooh. my insides. Yeah, it's a feature. It's a new feature Google has. <laughs> it's, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. The problem. The problem is I'm beautiful inside and out. So there's oh no my thoughts. Well, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Too much information. All right. Oh. Thank you, squirrels. Love and you thank you. Selena, you guys can wrap this up. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye, squirrels. Until next time. Bye. Bye now. (laughs)